Hello and welcome to the third ever Altcom cast. This was recorded at the Riverside in Sheffield on the 6th of June 2013 and it was a wonderful night to the extent where I've not been able to bring myself to cut it down at all. So I have for you here a wonderful unadulterated two-hour recording of the entire night. So there's a lot of acts to go through as I list them off now. Firstly, we had Mad Bishop and the Bear, which is comprised of Callum Scott and Jacob Rawcliffe. Callum Scott runs the spectacular Pigeonhole Comedy Night at the Brutonal Social Club in Leeds, which is well worth a visit, should ever you be in the area. Jacob works in the bakery bit in Sainsbury's. After that is The Relaxation Doctor, performed by Bruce Edhouse. Then there's Liam Cook, who is 16, but if you talk to anyone from the venue, he's 24. And then there's Dan Nicholas. Uh, Dan Nicholas regularly does Dan Nicholas's Conversation Garden in Leicester, so please search that on Facebook and Twitter and find out about that, because that is a very interesting event. Uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, he is at Ellison Nicholas. Uh, then we have Josh Sadler, who came up all the way from Bristol, and that is the interesting thing about him. And then last we have Robert Monkton, played by Ian Hall. It might not be clear from the recording, but those crashing and banging noises are him falling over, which, considering the size of the stage, is no small feat. You might notice the audio sounds a bit different this time round. The laptop we normally record these things on is now broken for good, so this came from a camera. However, the camera was positioned somewhere near the back of the room, so I, I hope you like the sound of doors opening and shutting, because that's what you're going to get. As ever, the nights are sponsored by Danoff Vodka. Mm-mm, love me that Danoff loving. It seems I've had to split this podcast into two parts to get it all to fit, because it's much longer than usual, so uh, this is part one. Enjoy. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage your host and compliments of the evening, Sean Morley. Hello! I've stepped on the stage now. Uh, can we have the comedy lighting state, please? <laughs> <laughs> Funny and effective. Uh, how are we all? You've got to beat them. How are you not? I mean, those, my attention might be directed over there a bit more. As I seem a bit more willing. Now, what's up with you guys? Are you all great? Too contented to bother to speak as the waves of euphoria wash over you. <laughs> See, they're laughing at how happy you are. <laughs> Ironic, because they're all miserable. Um, I did a big competition last night, so all my efforts went into not failing that. So it's going to be a lot of light-hearted banter, which is very superficial if you look into it, it feels a bit like lazy comedy, really. <laughs> uh, but I have got uh, a joke. I haven't, I'm really bad at opening jokes. I, had, I did a competition last night, and I didn't have an opening joke, so I impersonated the judge for two and a half minutes. <laughs> that that would win them over. It's so you think you're funny, and that's judged by a woman called Julia Chamberlain, and uh, I pretended in my notepad 
to be writing down what I thought she was writing in her notepad. <laughs> but also her reaction to me writing down in her notepad. <laughs> in lieu of a joke. <laughs> but I have got an opening joke now. Uh, and this is, this goes well, it's the first time I'm doing it, right? So I'm going to give it loads of build-up so it inevitably fails. And I go, well, well it's because of the build-up. Um, so this is going to be my opening joke, right? So let's pretend I've just come on stage. Welcome to the stage, Sean Morley. Huh. What's with that phrase, grasping at straws? I've never found straws particularly hard to pick up. <laughs> Watch! Whoops! <laughs> Thanks to Keeper, that one. So, uh, I might spend seven minutes uh, asking you what you do, and then trying to muster up an opinion about that. <laughs> wow. What do you do? Craftsman's <laughs> Yeah, I do that. <laughs> Paid handsomely for it. <laughs> That's why I've got these Tesco's value straws. <laughs> And that shows that I thought it might go well, going well. I'll find a good source of straws for cheap now, because I will need more. <laughs> no, I'm going to brush these up at the end. These are good for three gigs. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, what do you actually do? Unless you are the man I will employ to get the straws up. <laughs> Well, I mean, the straws cost like £1.79 for two. Two straws? Yeah, for two. So, <laughs> I know. The straw economy's really crazy now. Now that they know I really want them. Um, well, clearly, you've got a bit of a, a wit on you. So, uh, as an MC, you're comedically non viable. <laughs> very hard to pump out material every month, not enough happens to me, so that when my girlfriend, who's really badly allergic to peanuts, was fed a peanut, and I had to take her to hospital, I did go, hmm, <laughs> could mention that. <laughs> and I had, yeah, <laughs> she hasn't come, and I was like, yes, and our housemates want to have a dinner with her, I was like, brilliant because this is the next gig after she isolated the hospital. Because she was fed an almond, but the place where she works cuts it with peanuts, and she's really allergic to peanuts. And I had to go over to where she was, and she'd all been sick everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'll just keep an eye on you a bit. And then she passed out. And then I thought, well, I'll... What about... Do I need an ambulance now? Because <laughs> it feels weird to put an unconscious person in a taxi. <laughs> ambulance appropriate at that stage. And then, when the paramedics came, uh, 
she was sort of bleary, she'd just woken up, and they said, um, she said, shall I put my shoes on to go to the ambulance? And one of the, the larger paramedics said, well, unless you can fly. <laughs> I thought, clearly you're trying to break the tension there, but actually that joke came across as a bit aggressive. <laughs> I wonder if there's any market for sort of a comedy course for paramedics. <laughs> and if there is, how would I begin marketing? <laughs> ben also thought, that's rather a selfish avenue to start thinking of when it's not clear that she'll be okay. <laughs> so you can understand why I'm glad she's not turned up <laughs> But I do hope she has a lovely meal. A lovely, selfish meal. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do? I work in a law firm. You work in a law firm? Any particular type of law? I calculate compensation claims. You calculate compensation claims. See? <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> because the best thing we could get here is a very witty little quip about compensation claims. And then we'll all feel wrong. <laughs> Oh, I'll have to consult the back of the hand. <laughs> Throw the straws at everyone. <laughs> I was initially going to come on dressed as Zeus. Um, but then I'm, I'm moving house this month, so I've got to pay the rent for this month, and then all the rent for next month, halfway through this month. And I thought it'd be a real shame to be a little bit short because I bought a Zoom costume. <laughs> but also, it's very hard to make a Zeus costume which doesn't look like you have bastardised a Father Christmas costume. <laughs> no matter how many lightning bolts you cut out. <laughs> and for the Zeus opening bit, I had two jokes. One was, you may have seen me at Live with the God Apollo. <laughs> and the other, which was, uh, my career is actually taking off. I've done a number of dates in succession. You might even call it a minor tour. <laughs> imagine how good that would have been. <laughs> Appropriate garb. <laughs> Should have said that before we finished laughing at the idea. Right, guys. Okay, sorry. That's all right. It's completely fine because I, you know, I can riff off this. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> it's okay. If you want to sort of find steel or source some chairs and arrange them in here uh, in concordance with the semicircle pattern, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I could just, just put the music back on and pretend it's uh, before the show. Do this all again. Because <laughs> they won't be used into it now. What there was was I did some cracking stuff involving straws and <laughs> some puns about the god Zeus. <laughs> Topical. Um, and then it was going to be more light hearted banter, uh, which it is now. And as you see, the peaks and troughs in that are far, are far more random and ill defined. Uh, which might give you less faith in the night from the people who... Wow, those people have come. 
It's like uh, just posting things to Facebook every day. Yeah. Hi guys. And these people know they're committing to standing at the back. Hi. I don't have any people wandering in late material. So. <laughs> What do, you, what do you do? <laughs> um, plasterer. Plasterer? Yeah. I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> That's the motif of my material. Yeah. Um, well, I might just get the first act on, really, because everything seems really nice and lovely. Yeah. Or... I could ask what three more people do, <laughs> and then make it clear I have no interest in that. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm simultaneously grateful and annoyed. <laughs> more people want to come see this, forcing me to stretch out the point at which I've already declared my opening material is spent. <laughs> to get further depths. <laughs> what I do, right, I'll just point this out, right, I'll go, and then about some people laugh, and I'll move this. Watch out for that. It'll come up again later, but I might always point it out. A little bit of, of got to work for yourself there. You, you've nicely hidden yourself in shadow. I might not have noticed you until the second half. What do you do? <laughs> Oh, that's, he, he does graphic design for computer game. games. Let's all see what is going on with that. <laughs> <laughs> what what computer game? Oh, You've got a non-disclosure yeah. agreement. Yeah. What genre? <laughs> really? Uh, Very strict. Platform. And what part of the design are you doing? Uh, front end. Front end. I'm not going to pretend to know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Not like there's the warrior's face and then someone else does the back of the head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've always thought about, because I like video games. Who actually likes video games and plays video games? Right, yeah. But it's never enough, right? This is not enough ratio for a topic of stand-up comedy. <laughs> because not all of them will like each joke as well, so they're a really small amount are enjoying it. But... I do really like video games. I think they get a lot of a lot of flack. And there was a thing in the Metro about Call of Duty. I don't think Call of Duty is great, but there was a thing about if all these people playing Call of Duty, like see them fight a real war, all these games about war, all these pussies playing these games, they should fight a real war. Rather than simulate it. I just thought, chess. <laughs> what do you think is happening in chess? They're not <laughs> hugging and going to sleep. But if chess was made now, <laughs> and then the castle hugged a knight, <laughs> and the knight was so moved, he left. <laughs> but if, if chess was made now, it would be shit, right? If chess was made now, the tutorial would last longer than a game of chess. <laughs> and it would be all graphic, some of those squares would be water, and you couldn't, couldn't pass them just to show off the various terrains. And then I did find, find a game called Battle vs. Chess that someone has released in the world, where when the pieces meet, 
you will then have a Mortal Kombat style fight to the <laughs> And if they survive, that piece may still have lowered HP, which it can regain through fighting pawns. <laughs> I think someone's tried to just jump on the chess franchise. <laughs> right there with their own ideas. It's a bit late for that, it's chess. <laughs> Backgammon with intrigue added and lasers. <laughs> right, are we ready for our first act? Yeah. Good, but before we have our first act proper, we do have a very special guest who's come to share with us, some of the fantastical quotes he's finding, he's compiling a book of quotes. So please put your hands together for Adam Baxter, the travelling quoteologist. Hello. Hello. I am Adam Baxter, travelling quoteologist, and uh, I think quotes are so important. Because, you know, just imagine through the history of it. How quotes have changed our lives. Like, remember Winston Churchill, you know, we will fight them on the beaches. Before then, you know, we never even think about fighting on the beach. And everyone was thinking we'd just go to Hitler's house and just start off there. But no, no, they were like, oh, we can fight on the beach. That's been much better. Uh, yeah, it's really important. And, uh, and since it's a comedy night tonight, I've uh, decided my first quote is from a comedian. And it's from uh, the late Bernard Manning. And, um... I, d I don't know if you're fans of him, but I feel like if someone had a way with words, no matter what their politics or anything, you should still separate and say it doesn't really matter. So, uh, so this is something that Bernard Manning once said. Help! Help! I'm locked in the cellar! Vera! Vera! Are you there? I can't get out! The only skill I've built up over the years is telling blue jokes mixed with racial insensitivity and it's not helping in this situation! Hello? Hello? That was Bernie Manning. So, um, yeah, so uh, I'd like to introduce to the stage, fresh from their world tour, the Mad Bishop and the Bear!
do. <laughs> we are. Hello. Hello. We are. We are, as aforementioned, the Mad Bishop and the Bear. I'm Jacob, and I'm the Mad Bishop. And my name's Callum, and I am the Bear. <laughs> Bear action. We've, yeah, we have. We've just come back from our world tour. We've played. I mean, we've played. What a tour! What, what a tour! We've been uh, tell all what, around the world. Tell you what, remember when I lied to my wife about sleeping with that groupie in South America? Bolivia? She didn't suspect a thing! <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we were in the capital of Hawaii paying homage to a Scottish pop singer? <laughs> Honolulu! No, it was Annie Lennox. Bang! <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> See? Oh, I remember I really upset that priest in Tallinn. Estonia? They've moved on since then! Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember, remember when we were in the capital of Morocco and That's we saw your 50 minutes of this? Do <laughs> you remember when we were in the capital of Morocco and we saw that house that looked like the home of the President of the United States? <laughs> what a weird way to phrase that sentence. Casablanca! No, it was the White House! <laughs> we keep getting in trouble with the law. I got remember I got in trouble for reading that banned text in Romania. But correct. I got caution! <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember when we were in the deep south of America and we uh, we met that girl called Anna who looked like she should really have been called Louise? <laughs> None of you? Louisiana! <laughs> yes, you were! We spent loads of time with that's the worst point of the set. So <laughs> get better. I wish that was true. We spent a lot of time in the deep south, didn't we? Oh, yes. Remember I set up that carpentry business in Little Rock? Arkansas? Do you want a job then? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, remember, do you remember when we were in Prague and we, were, we really needed to shop for a pair of trousers? Czech Republic! Ended up at River Island. I think that's all of them. Yeah. So, uh, what have you been up to since you came back from the World Tour? I've actually been put in charge of a murder investigation over in West Yorkshire. Leaves. I've got nothing to go on! <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to since the world uh, Not sobered up. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so we're yeah. going to have words about that at some point. Um, anyway, yes, we are the Mappish from the Bear, and I thought, you know, it's a kind of easy way to it. A lot of you won't have seen us before. We've been, we have been uh, around the world for quite a long time now. Uh, so I thought I'd tell you a little bit about, a little bit about us. And, uh, I, I am the Matt Bishop, and uh, there is there is story behind that. Uh, I did used to used to be in a monastery. Uh, I was there for there for a number of years actually. Uh, got it, got in a bit of trouble because uh, if you you may or may not know, in monasteries uh, the monks brew their own beer. Uh, I was in trouble for uh, drinking that, uh, and I mean. If you're going to brew beer, yeah, it was their fault. Uh, it's, it's their own fault. You can't expect me to not drink that. I mean, there was a bit of press. I, I got a formal caution uh, in the monastery. It's the way these things work. There's a very strict disciplinary procedure. Um, much like working in a supermarket. Uh, <laughs> I was cautioned for uh, riding around the grounds on a tricycle at two in the morning. Very, very drunk. And, um, yeah, it's great. I'm just going to clean the straws off the yeah. stage. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was uh, I was cautioned because I was found riding around the grounds in a, in a tricycle, very very drunk. Uh, 
playing songs by the specials and proclaiming myself to be the Bishop of Scar. Um, <laughs> and it was around this time I was being run out of town for shitting in the woods. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, met, met a number of years later as well. Uh, we actually met, uh, didn't we, at a, an under-10s football tournament. Uh -huh. uh, very, very strange. And uh, Due to an administrative error, I was actually playing. Um, <laughs> I think I was 27 at the time. Turning out, turning out in gold for the uh, Yeti Pumas. Um, remember one game against the Woodley Zebras where I, I mean to say I ran riot, really wouldn't be doing it justice. I mean the referee was only 14, he, he was never going to assert any control. I was very drunk. I remember breaking several legs and um, marching around proclaiming myself to be the king of football. <laughs> dark times, dark times. And I was stealing oranges. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, we, we met, we struck up a bond. And, you uh, took pity on me? I, I essentially took pity on him because I'm a high-functioning alcoholic and he's a shit. <laughs> um, so yeah. original couple. We've known each other so long. Um, we, we're going to do a bit of improv for you because yeah. we are... We've known each other so long, so we just know how each other's mind works. We're in tune. We, we're always finishing each other's... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes. Improv. Yep, yeah. improv. What we're going to do, not many people do this, it's a bit brave. Yeah. So, you know, it could go anywhere. What we're going to do is completely clear our minds and just go straight in, free-form jazz improv. Yes. Anything I mean, could happen. There's no we're not even going to take any of your <laughs> suggestions <laughs> for this. No, no limits. This is free-form jazz improv. Free so, jazz you know, improv. strap in. Yeah, get right. Getting into the headspace. Could be anything. We could start out anywhere. Grocery shop, space, <laughs> Easter Island. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh shit! Fuck! Oh god no! Fuck! Satan release me from this living hell! Fuck! Oh for fuck's sake I'm in fucking Sheffield! Oh, they're not even any manufacturing anymore! They're just famous for a nightclub that sells cheap vodka! And Henderson's Rallies! Seen that. What we need to do is anchor this balloon yeah, down because right, it's going right. somewhere we don't like. Yeah. Can we have a suggestion for the audience from a, any kind of shop? Yeah, just a shop. House of Frasier. House of Frasier. A less specific sort of shop. House of Frasier. House of, house of Frasier. Frasier as well. Yeah, yeah, not house of Frasier only sells DVDs. <laughs> any others less? Just a, just a kind of shop. Butchers. 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 Wonderful. There we go. What are you doing in this shit shop? What I have to work here! Where's your shit meat then? I don't have any! All I have is half a sausage! What can I keep it here? Because it choked my wife and I want it to be as miserable as I am! What kind of fucking shit bunches is this? this Why are you running a bunch I really, I can't laugh! <laughs> We're going to have to do corner shop, aren't we? <laughs> 
Yeah. Corner shot, we rehearsed with this one, so we kind of yeah. got a rapport. It goes somewhere different every again, time. Again, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, no, it's a very blistering art form in yeah. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're you know, dark people at times. It's, we're very much rounded individuals, and sometimes that will happen. Yeah. Corner shot. Uh, I'll be the shop customer, you be the shop owner. That's how we normally do it. Hello! Ah, Heinrich! Welcome back. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, I am coming for my groceries! <laughs> no, I've not seen you since you uh, moved to America. <laughs> yeah, I lived there for a while. <laughs> about, about 16 years or so. <laughs> I suppose that would show in my accents. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I considering you only did it two weeks ago. Yes! Crazy I can favorite. barely put weight on it! Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that looks about right, I think. And, uh, <laughs> dealing remarkably well with the cleft palate as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to make two fifth what you are given! No S's. Ah! <laughs> so what did you come in here for today? Ah! Funny you should ask! <laughs> I came in to... Is this okay? <laughs> I came in for some bleach for mine crepa. Ah, bleach. Yeah? Hell? <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yes. <laughs> the bleach is uh, it's on the top shelf. Uh, How very inconvenient. Just to get a lot of children. I think it sounds a bad place to be. And uh, the ladder's the ladder's just up a, just up a ladder. Yeah, it's a bit broken, mine. So you know. Keep the bleach at the top of the broken ladder to save it from the children, of course. <laughs> I don't think you Sports. Mean. <laughs> I've got to stay behind the counter. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> oh no, that, that shelf's wobbly and that bottle's that's loose. Oh no, oh no, it's fallen on you. Oh, scheisse, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Mother, oh, it's son it's, of a uh, bitch. You covered, in, you covered in bleach, you better take your jacket off. Ah, uh, yes, you're <laughs> correct. Oh, you bleach everywhere. Uh, oh, it's on your t-shirt as well. <laughs> Motherfucker! That's more like it, you know. No! It's not more like it! <laughs> Look what you have fucking done! No. I have yes-handed your bullying for too long! <laughs> this is a no-but! It was just the in- Last time I was here, a reviewer said I was, quote, sweating! How is this gonna help? <laughs> They're laughing! <laughs> That's not a good response! Ha! A fat man has his shirt off! I've got a degree! I'm a Bachelor of the Arts! And you have reduced me to a clown! No! What a wonderful time to enter! Please, mine! You have not reduced me to a clown! You have reduced me to James fucking Carden! <laughs> Cover yourself up. <laughs> right, that's fine. Well, well done, Sheffield. You've seen the end of the Bishop the Bear. No, 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 no. no. no it's the end. No, Don't know why no. I didn't go for the T-shirt, just the suit jacket. No, no, no. <laughs> that's not. I oh, know. I might. No, I might rock this. Make it. 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 Make
we can't, no, we can heal. No, no, you're not. We can, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, this isn't the end of the map, is Because uh, we can make this all right. We can bring everyone back together with the power of, of Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> We've got a Christmas number one. We're ready Christmas, Christmas number, number one. one. I know it's June, but you've got to get these things in early. X-Factor hasn't even fucking started yet. They're written months in advance. We, we genuinely think this could be Christmas number one. Because there's a problem with Christmas songs. They're all a bit vague. And, you know, we wanted to write a Christmas song, which is about Christmas. Like in the old days. Like in the old days, about, about Christmassy things. Not just like about charity. Yeah. About <laughs> so we've, we've taken all the things that make up Christmas. And we've written a Christmas number one. Uh, it's called It's Very Christmas. <laughs> Whatever. Christmas time is here. It's my favourite time of year. So throw another reindeer on the fire. <laughs> Put baby Jesus on the tree and save some figgy pie for me. Cause today, Santa got crucified. <laughs> Had mince baubles from the walls. Wise men singing, deck the halls, and everything's the way it always is. So wrap a cracker up in foil and put some tinsel on the boil and pour some brandy on your kids. Cause it's very Christmas. Everybody's joining hands, it's very Christmas. So come on and sing with me. Cause if from Paris can get to number one, then so can we. Happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> TV and watch the Queen escaping on a bike. <laughs> stockings on the turkey's head, pour eggnog in your children's bed. <laughs> Grandma, if you like. Oh, is this the sexy verse? This is the sexy verse. <laughs> well, I'm in no better state to do it than I am now. <laughs> Come in, babe. Out there, and I've got body heat to spare. <laughs> now that the nights are getting colder, <laughs> so hold me close beside the fire, and we can watch our desire and kiss under naughty holders. Cause it's very Christmas for every woman. Christmas. Everybody's joining hands. It's very Christmas.
Christmas. So come on and sing with me. It's Leon Jackson, you get to number one. Then so can we. What's that, Jay? Because a key chain. Fucking key chain. Give it up for the Mad Bishop of the Fair. What better way to get into the festive season? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a Christmas song while this warm before. <laughs> oh. Dan, can you check if there are windows? And if there are windows here that can be open, I would be remiss. <laughs> <laughs> There's an entire door open. There's an entire door open, guys. So we have them. <laughs> you saw me try. You saw me fail. <laughs> so when you get an independent comedy night, a little bit of a uh, no. Right. enough people here that I've never ever met in my life to just do some more material. <laughs> so sorry to seven of you. <laughs> Listen, uh, I've got a story about losing my virginity. Comedy staple, because it works. Uh, I sabotaged the loss of my own virginity when I was... <laughs> who did a sharp outtake of breath on that. <laughs> then it is you I will focus on. <laughs> uh, I'll leave you be. Because when I saw him, I realised he's on later. <laughs> and you don't, you don't talk to the acts because it undermines what they're going to go on to do. There's a, like an unspoken rule. Don't try and make fun of the acts because then they come on. People go, oh, I saw someone make fun of him earlier. And I was at a competition last night, mentioned earlier, and the guy was making fun of Game of Thrones. And he said, oh, does anyone even like Game of Thrones? And no one was defending Game of Thrones. So I went, oh, I, like, I like Game of Thrones. And he said, all right, what happens at the end of season three? Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say out loud in a room full of strangers what happens at the end of season three. I'm not a cunt. <laughs> but then he had nothing to go off, so it looked like I was being uncooperative. And I just had to go, I'm not telling you, I'm not helping you, I'm sorry, you'll just have to flail up there, mate. <laughs> the guy who's in charge of making sure the audience claps when I go on stage. <laughs> and I stood my ground, and then three strangers thanked me at the end. 
which is more than I've ever congratulated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I sabotaged the loss of my own virginity when I was 17. Um, how does this go? I was 17. <laughs> and, uh, my then girlfriend at the time, we were in my nan's spare room. Because when you're 17, God, where, you haven't got a lot of places that are your places. You've got your room, which is monitored by parents for noises or smells. <laughs> well, it's that I lived in Birmingham at the time, in a city, Birmingham. And it's that where I find a cops, <laughs> a little little divot, uh, go down by one of the canals and hope no one attacks me, like they normally do when I'm on my own. Um, and she insisted on having the TV on at the time because that was her thing she did to mask the sound of any sexual contact, because. The sound of sexual contact sounds like a grown man violently trying to submerge her pork chop in a bucket of water. <laughs> and it's nice to get that the, the full audio experience every time. So she put the TV on. Uh, it's not always helpful just to have whatever's IT, on ITV added to your sexual experience. Uh, it is not helpful as a man to receive oral sex with jaws. <laughs> Simply because the theme tune coupled with a peripheral vision bobbing in and out of the show creates more a sense of dread. And what was on this time was uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And I remember this. One, I was a young boy about to lose my virginity. Big moment in my life. Two, it was one of the five times in UK history when someone actually managed to get to the one million pound question. And I knew the answer. <laughs> now, I don't know if you watch a lot of quiz shows at home, but you can't claim after the fact, ooh, I knew the answer to that one. You have to say it loudly and clearly before the answer is being shown on the screen. And there are a number of noises that you are allowed to make during lovemaking, but the answer, C, exit stage left, chased by a bear in Shakespeare's The Winter's Tale. <laughs> is one which grinds all proceedings to a halt uh, with a view to receiving further clarification. <laughs> um, and this is a bit I do regularly now. Um, and I did it about five gigs before I decided to fact check it on, a, on the train to a gig. And it was Judith Kepler, the woman, and then when I scanned through the questions, I realised I was completely wrong, and it wasn't the one million pound question at all. It was in fact, well, what had transpired was that um, I had overestimated the value of my own virginity by a few hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> That's the punchline. <laughs> Right, uh, are we ready for our next act? Five people are ready for the next act. I only have so many tragic tales of loss. So you have to muster the enthusiasm. Are you ready for the next act? Don't you wish everyone was? Yeah. No, I think that's fine. She can express herself. Don't laugh. What kind of night thing is this? Gestapo. Can we all just whoop and cheer, irrespective of the warmth in the room? 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the reap. Of course, we've got the guest. Now we've got the do the, 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 the guest. We've got the through line of the quotologist, which seemed like a great idea because it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Adam Baxter, the travelling quotologist. Hello again. Now, uh, since we just had some people on stage doing uh, you know, a bit of music, I thought I might get a quote from a rock star in there. So here's one from Sid Vicious, who was the bass player in the Sex Pistols, if uh, you didn't know who the Sex Pistols were. If you don't know who the Sex Pistols are, I envy you. Uh, so here we go. Um, this is from Sid Vicious. Uh, before I joined the Sex Pistols, I used my bass guitar as a draft excluder. <laughs> now I am famous, but my house is cold. <laughs> Fortune is fleeting. <laughs> Please welcome the relaxation doctor. Good evening. Good evening. Can you all hear me? I, as you can see, am the relaxation doctor. I've come along here tonight to help you all learn to relax and to stay calm in potentially difficult situations. What I have is a few cue cards with me because uh, there are certain times that people get anxious, there are certain times that people get angry. And I'd like to help you remain calm by giving you a few little tips to help you along. Now, the first time that people might get uh, rather anxious is if they have a phobia. And one phobia that people might have, as you can see, is speaking in public. You'll see this is on a red card because it is one of the things that makes people angry. I also have a blue card beneath, which helps me tell you how to relax. And it's an old trick, I'm sure you've all heard this one before. The first thing you do if you're nervous when speaking in public is to imagine the audience naked. Now, there may be occasions where you don't want to do this because the audience is particularly ugly. <laughs> if that is the case, do what I do. Take on stage a photo of naked people with you. <laughs> of course, you have to hide this from the audience. They can't see it. So what I do is I hide it. In this, the Z car zone in 1960. <laughs> Amongst the stories, the comic strips, and the word statues. <laughs> Another phobia that people have is, of course, spiders. Spiders, very much a red card. Now, people often say the best way to overcome your fear of spiders is to be aware that they are more scared of you than you are of them. And they are right to be scared because the way to cure this phobia is to kill them. <laughs> kill them all, and the problem's gone. <laughs> now, as well as phobias, there are things that, people, that get people angry, that make people very, very uptight and angry. And I'd like to uh, just share a couple of methods that I use to overcome those. The first type of thing that might make you angry, I'm sure many of you agree with me, is bad drivers. 
Bad drivers are very much a red card. Now the blue card comes when you take steps to stay calm and to relax. Now, if somebody cuts you up or drives badly or is just driving too slowly for you, there are several things to do. The first is to count to ten. Count to ten and that will help you remain calm. Once you remain calm, you can follow them home, you can stay outside the house, wait till the lights go off, and then throw a brick through the window. <laughs> Remember, count to ten, remain calm, brick. Of course, I'm sure many of you will agree with me that the absolute worst kind of people are dividers and ninnies. <laughs> We can't do anything about them, or can we? <laughs> Again, we can remain calm, count to ten, follow them along the road, and then trip them up. <laughs> if you apologise immediately, they will think it was an accident. But you know better. <laughs> now, as well as, the, uh, as well as the red cards and the blue cards, there's something in between. There's a purple card. There are two things that people often get very angry about uh, when I do my seminars, my go away world and leave me in peace seminars. <laughs> the two things that people get angry about that I don't think they should are, as you can see, famine and war. I think being angry about famine is very easily overcome. Just have something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and similarly, being angry about war, I think is the easiest thing in the whole world to overcome. If you want to stop being angry about war, simply don't join the army. <laughs> now what I'd like to do, with my remaining time tonight, I'd like to talk you through the relaxation exercise. Because I do think it's important to relax wherever we can, even in unusual situations such as this here in a comedy gig. You can find places to relax wherever. This particular relaxation exercise I'm going to talk you through, I found in the Z-Cars Annual 1963. <laughs> amongst the stories, the pictures and the word searches. <laughs> <laughs> now, remember that the next few minutes are for you and for you alone. Visualisation is the key to relaxation. If you can imagine yourself relaxing, then you will relax. Sit back in your chair, become comfortable, start to breathe in and out. And breathe in and out. And as you breathe in and out, your eyelids slowly begin to close. Your eyelids slowly begin to close. <laughs> I So, now that your eyes are closed, you are ready to relax. What I'd like you to do is I'd like you to imagine a beautiful beach on a tropical lagoon. This is your perfect beach. It's up to you. You decide the colour of the sand. Is it a brilliant white? Is it a deep golden yellow? It's entirely up to you. The sun is shining gently 
the waves breaking on the shore, the sound of the surf and the seabirds overhead. You are now in your own perfect tropical beach paradise. Find a place to relax and lie down on your perfect beach and become comfortable. Now without knowing why, you slowly raise your hands in your mouth and you start slowly pulling out your teeth all the time. <laughs> As you make a little pile of teeth upstairs, you realize you're not alone. Your mother is there on the beach with you, naked. A large, comforting penis in her hand. You find yourself floating on the lagoon in a charming old yellow rowing boat. The waves gently cradling you, rocking you back and forth. You suddenly realize that it's not actually the waves cradling you and rocking you back and forth, you just invented those. It's actually that kid from school that you hated, and uh, he's rocking the boat back and forth and trying to get it to capsize and to get you to drown. He's like a hundred demented geese. <laughs> On the bottom of the boat, there are a number of old leaves. Some of the leaves are big, some of the leaves are small, but each one represents an obstacle to pure relaxation in your mind. You pick up the first and largest leaf. You angrily crush it beneath your fist and shout, FUCK YOU, OBSTACLE! <laughs> You pick up the next leaf and punch it very hard in the face. So it disintegrates and only the stalk remains. As you do the next, one by one, the obstacles to relaxation are being destroyed. But it's too slow, you need to relax quicker. There's only one thing for it. You bend down and take a bottle of lighter fluid from your pocket. You breathe in. And out. <laughs> and in. And out. Breathing that you in. <laughs> and out. Feeling like your eyeballs have been smashed in with a shovel and your brain has been replaced with worms. You throw a match onto the bottom of the boat and those leaves, those symbols of failure, perish in the flames. As do your shoes. <laughs> And as your calves start to roast, you realize exactly how much you smell like ham. <laughs> now, as I count from five down to one, you'll come back with me back into the room, back to your regular state of awareness, feeling thoroughly refreshed. So five, rising back with me, rising like a bubble of fart gas in an upper curl. Regaining consciousness, coming back to the room. Three, rising higher and faster, closer towards the anus. Two, it's almost time to reach a state of total relaxation. And one. Now, doesn't that feel better? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have been a relaxation doctor. Until next time, stay calm.
relaxation touch for everyone. Now I think it's time for an interval. Who's with me? Yeah. Okay. Um, good 15 minutes, some more reconvene, some more comedy. <laughs>